Chase Keenan, joined by my brother Kyle. As always, again, video. It's crazy to see us. Kyle, how's it going? It's great. It's great. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm in Fort Myers, about three hours away from where I actually stay. I'm working at a renovation at Dick's, so we're working on that. Interesting. So yes. So you're working on the renovation? You're not even doing like sales or anything like that? Um. So we're not like taking apart and like putting things up they have like a contracting company with that so what we're doing right now is it's a footwear renov uh stock room renovation thing so we taking we're taking all the shoes from their upstairs bay moving them downstairs and we are locating them in the certain bays putting kids with kids women's with women's cleats whelps so on and so forth and then we're taking the shoes and things that they had on the floor, off of the floor, and from there, basically just doing a big reorganization this week. And then next week, once the floor is completely set up and built, we're planning on, I mean, I won't be here for this part. Eli's actually coming down. Uh, they're going to be setting up the entire floor to how the floor should look for moving forward. Interesting. So are you receiving a bonus for this or like or like any sort of stipend uh yes and no so i'm getting my hotel paid for i get travel paid for i get food paid for so my travel and i get my travel hours paid for to and from home so like five okay, hours so yeah. five so kind of getting extra so i get five to six hours ish depending on how long it takes to get back in like in that's like hourly then i get paid I think they said like 62 and a half cents a mile. I think I get mm -hmm. $75 a day for food and they provide me lunch at Dick's already. So I only have it's to pay for prices. like dinner and other things. Yeah. And right. then, and then obviously I'm getting paid my hourly wage from being there. So it's, and then the hotel's completely paid for and that has, comes with a continental breakfast. So essentially I'm getting $75 for dinner and drinks and other things that I have. For the, hey, not bad. it's really not bad it's not bad at all i'm really making more money doing a fine job it's actually great hey well congrats that sounds like a sounds like a pretty good time yes and uh you i haven't actually asked you about this car has how is it updated <laughs> the car is uh it's progressing it's uh listen it could have been really bad <clears throat> for mm -hmm. me or it could have been just like an unfortunate situation which it Still kind of is, but yeah, it's trending in a in a really good direction. Good, uh, yeah, getting a f getting a free engine replacement, so that's okay. Okay, recalls recalls are kind of a lifesaver, so yeah, so everything's kind of on the up and up there. Okay. 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 Mm -hmm. Um. So let's let's not beat around the bush. Do you want to start with Sunday and go backwards, or do you want to just touch on the entire weekend for All-Star Weekend, obviously? Let's touch on the entire weekend. Mm -hmm. We're talking NBA All-Star Weekend. You know, I just want to take some some of my hate back, because that was true hate. I didn't even give the All-Star Game a chance when we recorded, I believe, Thursday night. Um, mm -hmm. I did not give it a chance at all. I said, you know, how much of an abomination, if you want to use that word, the whole weekend was, which it it was not. Uh, I actually thought Friday was very exciting. I, um, if, well, from what I saw, Friday was good. 
that's strong by saying very exciting. But the celebrity game, that might have been the best event of the weekend. Uh, slight hyperbole there, but like really, like yeah. it, I enjoyed it. It's everything I if wanted. Like when I, if it would have ended on that last shot, that would have been crazy. Been, it would have been great. That would have been an all-time great moment. Probably number one, right, for celebrity it games been crazy. anywhere, maybe a four-pointer to win it all. Uh, but you know, I wasn't planning on watching the celebrity game, and I happened to be home. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to turn it on. I actually got home like right as it was starting. And I'm like, mm-hmm. let me turn it on. Like, let's see what it's about. And look, it was chaotic. I love chaos. I love chaotic TV. Uh, they have they had rules that you could just kind of, what? They, you spun the wheel at the end of a quarter and you got a, a different kind of rule. Like Carlos Boozer randomly jumped in at halftime. They, they gained mm-hmm. a former NBA player. Uh I forget what the first one was, but, you know, they had the four-point line. And it's possible all this stuff has been there for a couple of years. I, I'll admit I haven't watched the celebrity game probably about at least two years. Um, and I'd mentioned Thursday how it was just really kind of like the real All-Star game, like people not yeah. really playing. Some of the celebrities seemed like they were there for a look. You know, the WNBA players wouldn't be playing hard because they're playing against, you know, short ass celebrities who can't ball Mm -hmm. and granted you had celebrities there who couldn't play but that made it fun you know it was more like a like a true basketball atmosphere and they were actually playing they had dk metcalf out there uh megatron calvin johnson was out there um and they were all playing like it was a fun atmosphere the crowd was into it it was chaotic fat joe was randomly an assistant coach um guillermo was the star of the show with zero (laughs) points i was gonna say guillermo was getting all of the cheer like he was the fan favorite of course (laughs) he really was he really was and if it sounds like i enjoyed it too much it's because i wasn't expecting nearly to enjoy it that much so and then you follow that up with the rookie sophomore or the rising stars game uh, along with you know g league players the four-team tournament um actually sorry let me let you touch on the celebrity game if you meant to i was kind of talking over you i just no no you're good you have any other <laughs> thoughts from the celebrity game? Uh, the, honestly, no, you're good. Uh, the celebrity sure? game was fun. It was, it was. I loved actually, it way more than I should have. That's all I'll say. You no, know, it, it was it was fun. fun to watch. I mean, they had to, I was gonna say at, with the four point, like everything's four points or like double your points for two minutes. That's just like a random wrinkle. You're like, okay, and just throw the button, and then like Richard Jefferson's randomly jumping in games, like yeah, and refing <laughs> when you. When Giannis and called him Mike Davis or Mike, <laughs> oh, oh, I think it was Mike Davis, the, uh, the ref. He was like, you're making worse Mark calls Davis. than him. Mark, sorry, Mark Davis, thank you. Making worse cars, calls than Mark Davis out here. I was like, oh. And then RJ was like, Giannis, He's like, you out here looking like Mark Davis you. and shit or whatever he said. <laughs> That's right. No, that was, that, was that was a great atmosphere. That was a great atmosphere. Hold on. I actually have notes for it somewhere. Here we go. Please, sorry, what yeah, was no. that? I was just saying I actually had notes for the entire weekend that I hadn't dug into yet. But it was certainly a different energy than what I mm-hmm. remembered for all, uh, celebrity yep. all-star games. Uh, yes. Like I said, once again, it had yes. been a couple years, which is why I felt it was unfair that I shit on all-star weekend so much. Granted, the Saturday-Sunday product hasn't been great for a few years. It's been very hit or miss, mm-hmm. right? Um and I hadn't seen much different from the Friday game. And 
I remember peeking in on the Rising Stars Challenge last year and not really having any recollection of it, you know, as far as this year goes. So, yeah, but um, there was a, so much I enjoyed. And I meant to say about the celebrity game, the announcing crew, I think it was Mark Jones and uh, is it Monica McNutt? Is that her name? Yeah, Monica, Monica McNutt it, with um, RJ. And RJ. And RJ was in there, in and out. They were hilarious together. Like, they didn't take it serious at all, which you shouldn't. You know what I mean? And I think some of the commentating crews have taken it almost too serious or just a level of seriousness you shouldn't for a celebrity game. And mm-hmm. they were kind of just joking this whole game. At one point, I remember this, when uh, I think it was Kane Brown, right? He played in the yeah. game. Yes. He was, like, taking the ball out. And Monica McNutt out of nowhere said, oh, there's a lot more ethnic country. <laughs> yes. Ethnic yes, country yes. being being made today, which you love to see, followed by a completely awkward silence. Nobody said shit after that. And I don't know if something like entertaining actually happened in the game after or if like a sideline reporter was talking, but they interrupted the awkward silence, thankfully, because mm-hmm. I don't think anyone was going to say anything for a good 15 seconds, you know? <laughs> yes. No, they did a really good job with the entire celebrity game. I was actually very, very happy with the celebrity game. That's what they need to do moving forward. Throw random things in there. Make it, make it so these if you're not gonna have celebrities out there who are specifically just gonna play basketball but are celebrities, like you're gonna throw in like a Jim, Janelle Monae who can't play a lick of basketball but she's there. Make them do random things. Make them go <laughs> into was, the locker room at halftime. Make them just do a bunch of different things. That well, not even add, not even make them, but like you know, you're well, a celebrity. Not, bring that energy, which is what they yeah, did. You know, not not make them, but I mean, like add in things to where their celebrity can shine. Is more so what I meant. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, I think usually that's a celebrity's job. That's kind of the point of celebrity all star mm-hmm. games. But speaking of Janelle Monae, there was a play I remember. <laughs> That made me laugh. She had like just gotten into the game. And like you said, she's not necessarily a hooper, right? Mm-hmm. And she's dribbling up the court. And I don't know if it was DK Metcalf or who it was, but someone just picked her pocket. Like they didn't even let her breathe. <laughs> they picked her pocket. And then immediately followed by that was a hard foul. Like there was a few hard fouls in this game. Yeah. Uh, there was a play, Guillermo. I think it was, it must have been the third quarter because it was when Carlos Boozer came in. Carlos Boozer blocks his shit and Guillermo is like four foot eleven, literally. Like I'm not even making that up. Like he might be four foot eleven. And Carlos Boozer, a six nine Hall of Famer, blocked his shit to like half court. And I was like, this is exactly what I signed up for when I'm watching a celebrity all star game. Like if you're gonna put legends in the game, that's what I want to see is them, you know, not sparing anybody, just going <laughs> going at Guillermo's head. You know, doing <laughs> what you need to do with him. All right, but yeah, celebrity game. I agree was great. They keep those same things, keep some random aspects to it there as well. And Rising Stars game, I didn't get a chance to see much of that game. Did what did you, what were your thoughts on it? I missed probably the first 10 minutes. I thought it was very competitive. Mm-hmm. For for what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um the teams were competing for the most part. They had a target score, you know. Uh, four different teams, I believe. Yeah, four different teams 
Yeah. Split up into four games, kind of like a round robin tournament or knockout style tournament, I should say. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was effective. It really was. And like I said, most people, I mean, they were trying to get their highlights in, all that. But the players, for the most part, were playing defense, rotating on defense, just in general, giving a shit about the game, which is what you want to see. I think when you know, I think when you're that mm. young and you don't get, and now you're taking almost time away from them, to like to like completely shine, and you're playing for something. It makes you like, okay, I can't just go out here and lollygag for a quarter because I won't get that. So let me go out here, actually put myself on the map. Let me. Like let's play basketball for a little bit, and they're young, and they just like to play. They just like to play, so I think that might yeah. be a reason behind it. It could be. I mean, honestly, I thought prior to this tournament style setup, I thought it was kind of trending the same way as the All Star game. I thought they were kind of doing the same thing, which is jogging up and down the court, not really caring, not really playing defense. Excuse yeah. me. Um, I, you know, I thought it was the same way you know, leading up to this past year. And, you know, they. Mm-hmm. I, I want to shoot last year some bail. Like I said, I don't really remember. They might have played hard last year as well. Last year uh, they, they did. They certainly did this year. They did? Last year they did. But this year, good I wouldn't say from what I heard it was good, but last year I know they did. I liked it. It set a good tone all around Friday night for what yeah. Saturday was. Uh, mm-hmm. And I thought, I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves here, but, I mean, I thought, Friday and Saturday were great energy. Uh, what you want from an all-star weekend. You know exactly what I mean? And it gave want. me really good vibes for Sunday. Uh, you know, the dunk contest exactly. was not perfect, but they were completing Mac, dunks. Matt, I was going to say, the there were like three or four dunks outside of Max 4 that were pretty solid. Uh, they were, I'm trying to think of exactly which ones. There was a Can lo- I go back to the Rising Stars real quick? Oh, just yeah. before go we on. get into Saturday. Uh, yeah, go on. I thought the encore interviews, which they also tried in the All-Star game, but the ones Friday night mm-hmm. specifically, those worked really well. Uh, specifically with Jose Alvarado. Yeah. Because he was talking how he would talk in the game. Like, he was talking on the court. Uh, it was a hot mic, so you heard, them, heard him kind of talking shit. The other ones mm-hmm. did a little bit of a better job when they were on the mic. But I thought that's a genius idea, which it's it's been tried in baseball. Not that I watch baseball, but I've seen that they do it with players in the outfield at times, like mid-game. Yeah. Which definitely works because, you know, there's no action, right? Or there is, mm-hmm. but it's not every pitch. Whereas yes. basketball, it's constant action. So I thought that was a really interesting idea, innovative idea that they did as far as the NBA. I mean, I'd kind of like to see that in games during the regular season. They'd never do that. But no. I think that would be great. I really enjoyed that. That was a cool aspect. Like, they did it with Luke on Sunday, and it kind of sucked. Luke didn't give him shit. He didn't talk hardly at all. But Alvarado no. was great. Yeah, um, I think, like, Draymond would be a perfect person for that. Like, out of the, like who would be in be an all-star dream game. person for that. Him and uh, LeBron. I'd love to hear LeBron, like, mic'd up during a game. You know, just to hear, like, how he talks to his teammates. Mm-hmm. How he's directing traffic. You know what I mean? So... Kevin Durant would be yeah. interesting just to see because, like, I know, I think, I can't remember who was talking, but, like, what uh, athlete was talking about it, but they were talking about, like, Kevin Durant will just slide, like, a slide comet or two 
it's like tra- his trash talks more so like one comment right here i'll slide it in as i'm doing something or like i'll mm. walk by you and just slide a sentence in there not obviously mm. like draymond who is just consistently talking throughout the entirety of the game or chris paul would be a great one as well yeah i mean i would pay to hear damn near any player you know what i mean because you're gonna pick up something but i mean obviously their mic's a little more i don't really know how mics work as i'm talking into one but like you know, there's a way of them eliminating some of the background noise because, yeah, they're talking shit the entire game. Everyone mm-hmm. on the floor, basically. But, uh, yeah, no, I would pay I would pay a pay-per-view fee for, like, a mic feed, honestly. I really would. It would. If you added, like, an extra 100 on, a, like, on a NBA League Pass. Like just <laughs> yeah, put true. Th- and it had like because like obviously you wouldn't get it from everybody, but if you just threw that on to a league pass for like exclusive game stuff or like and then maybe not every single player ever get, but like obviously exclusive game stuff, I'd do it, absolutely. Just give me a mic on the court that picks up every chatter, I'd be okay with that. Can yeah. people cuss out refs and all that shit. I love it. <laughs> absolutely, but I'd yeah, Saturday night. Uh, uh, let me not jump to the dunk contest. There were two events before. The skills challenge. I like what they did with it. Because at first, I, d- I didn't know they changed anything. So I was like, okay. So I knew I saw that they went with their teams. And I was like, okay, they just went through the first. Or maybe it was like this last year and I just didn't pay attention. But they went through the first thing like they normally did. They jogged through it. And I was like. Jordan Cla- Jordan Clarkson as well. He, wow, he was on cruise control. I actually but, missed that. Oh, I missed I missed Jordan Clarkson's. He was uh, on cruise control the entire. Like, I'm not gonna so, lie, Kyle. You right now would be would have been more useful at least in that if you put an effort. And I'm real. I genuinely mean that. He went so slow. He jogged up the court. He legitimately, if you, I gotta watch if this. If he, if your speed, like your average speed, was like forty miles an hour, he was probably at twenty five. He was going twenty five and a forty. He did not care. He was it's fu- chilling the entire time. It's very funny you say that because I showed up to Andrews. So Andrew, myself, D. Roy, Nate, and Dana, we yeah. watched it. And I showed up a little late. I was about 20 minutes late. Uh, and per usual. For, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. First thing first thing they say to me, they're like, Kyle, we found your NBA player comp. And I'm like, who? They're like, Jordan Clarkson. I'm like, why Jordan Clarkson? They're like, he did not care about the event at all and just like walked through the event. I'm like, all right, <laughs> I guess that's my NBA player comp, whatever. But that was pretty he really, funny. I he really, he cruised I was like, I could, through that entire thing. I was like, I guess I could see myself cruising through a skills comp. I mean, shit, especially with how much shit I was talking about it last time, how whack it is. Oh, so, yeah, I probably would do that. I probably would do that. Would have cruised. But this one, though, I did like the windmill edition in the corner. Um, that's about it, though. I really think they should do away with the skills competition as a whole. There's no need for it. Oh, we didn't even get I, the antenna kumpos. We got two antenna kumpos in Drew Holiday. That's false advertising. I don't care if Giannis got injured. Throw his mom in. Throw his dad in. Throw me another antenna kumpo. I don't care if it's a kid antenna kumpo. It's team antenna kumpo. So find a new one. That's the most times I've ever said antenna kumpo in 30 seconds probably. 
That's the most that probably anyone's ever said it, and that's even like probably. including their parents. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> but but no, yeah, okay. I just, so I can't don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I would get rid of it. I think that there are many different things that I would rather see in place of the skills competition. I just think for what I was I'll give expecting you that it's better. In the, I was for what I was expecting, it was like three times better. But three times one is still only three out of ten. I could get rid of a thirty percent. So give me that one so, on one tournament that we talked so, about. That's oh, all listen, I need. listen, you could have taken the you could have taken the younger Atentacumpo brothers to keep saying his last the last name. You could have just taken them, not even and just had them play one on one, and I would have been more happy with it. So I yep. agree with you. The one on one would have been better. It's just for what I got and what I was expecting, my expectations were – they exceeded my expectations because they were so drastically low. But Jordan Clarkson was one of the highlights, if probably not the highlight of that entire thing because of how lax he was going through it. Next, you've got the three-point contest. As I messaged you, same thing. I'm still feeling the same way. I needed one more name. I think it was a good contest. It wasn't a great contest. It was still interesting. Uh, you still had Ty- Tyrese Halliburton got white hot. He had 31, which tied Steph for the most ever. But And also it came down to a Dame Lillard, Dame time three. But And it was, it was a good event. It definitely was a good event, not taking anything away from it. I just needed, I needed clay. I needed someone else, or even just needed someone else to get like white hot. Like even Buddy Heald getting white hot would have helped. And that's exactly why I did not need one more name. I didn't need one more name at all. What I needed was one more round. Uh, they got eight competitors. I believe three make it to the next round, the second and final round. Am I correct? Yeah. So they got eight, and then you move it to three. I think it should be eight. Then the second round's four, top four and advanced, like third and, two. and then the top two out of that. Uh, that was way too quick. I mean, the whole event was done by 10.30, uh, which is good. I mean, you want it to be done, you know, before midnight, but I feel like you have room for another round there to where you can do it 8-4-2. Because um, once you really get into it, by the time you're into it, and like, damn, these guys are shooting, and they're really into it, and they're warmed up. Granted, there was a lot of good first-round scores. Um mm-hmm. You know, by the time they're really into it, it's over. You know, it it moved very fast. Yeah, I think it needed one more round. Other than that, it's perfect. I, you know, they I added agree. that. So you go on. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I agree with what you're saying, that if you add the third round, especially if you end up making it the main event at some point, because I know obviously a lot of people have said this, not just like us or anything, but a lot of people have said the three-point contest is more interesting than the dunk contest at this point. If you made it the main event, you definitely would want to have it three rounds to eight, four, two, because then Mm -hmm. it's, then it's mono. It's compelling. Then, then, then obviously the Dame, because then the Dame and who did he, who had 25? I'm blanking on the name right now. Who went right before him? Was it Halliburton? No, oh no, Albert okay, so it was Buddy Heald. It was Buddy Heald. He did, mm-hmm. Buddy Heald got to the second, he got 25, and Dame got 26. That was great, but the fact that Halliburton had to shoot afterwards and mm-hmm. he flunked out was like, eh. Yeah. Not that that's his fault or anything, but he just didn't, he didn't have a great round. But if Dame's last shot, kind of like it was last year when Steph, Steph's last shot was for the game, 
to guarantee that like Dame's shot would have been Dame time would have been better. It would have just been more compelling because Dame went into that last round already needing five out of six. He needed and he needed six points or five points. So it was. I agree. Three rounds would definitely make the three point contest like perfect, perfect. But right now it's still great. I just. I guess I needed. I needed one more person to get hot. But one more round allows for one more person to get hot. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it seems to be the most popular event of Saturday night now, uh, especially when you factor in that everybody's just going to launch threes on Sunday night. So, you know what I mean? So It's a prelude that to the last, All-Star game. Yeah, honestly, move that last, make it three rounds. Mm-hmm. The dunk contest as is. Like, the dunk contest, since everybody completed, and we'll get to that, obviously, but everyone was completing dunks at a pretty regular pace, which is you know, rare, unfortunately. Uh, and you're getting you names. And, like, if you're the three-point contest, we'll get names. We'll get yeah, the best shooters. You're guaranteed to get names in, in the three-point contest. Mm-hmm. Because especially, uh, like, even, like, LeBron's more LeBron's more apt to do a three-point contest than a dunk contest. Obviously, I know he's old, so he wouldn't do one now. But, like, I could see LeBron doing a three-point contest next year. And I wouldn't like, even though LeBron's not the greatest three point shooter, he can still get hot. I would love to see that. I would love to see how he fares, even if he like, even if he does bad. I would still love to see it. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand why the league's best dunkers have, and it's not just a new trend, have long refused to do the, to do the dunk contest. Like John Morant said, it would take him a billion likes on Instagram for him to do it. It like started why? like you're clearly the best dunker in the league. What what would be the problem with you just even if you lost? What would be the problem with you showing up doing some vertical jumps? He tried to do a through the legs in the All Star game. Well, you know you could bring the basics. His hops are nice enough to where he could bring the basics like a through the legs dunk, a windmill, and we would still enjoy it. You know what I mean? If I don't. He did a through under- the legs with his chin at the rim. I'm giving it a forty eight. I I don't I'm not asking for like the most innovative things like we've seen from like obviously Team Flight Brothers or Jordan Kilgan like we've seen every dunk we can almost imagine and then some that we can't but so like really if if you can do fantastic fantastic dunks but put on a show with it I'm going to be happy. Yeah, as long as you get it on the first or second try. Mhm. Great. Like, Mac McClung, had he done that 540 on the third attempt, which I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Keenan, did, uh, when Oladipo did it, it took him a few tries, correct? Yeah. It took Oladipo a while. It wasn't as clean. Like, yeah, Mac, it, Mac by was the time close, he does like, it. it was bordering a 720. Like, because he was still <laughs> spinning, because he was still spinning as he, like, had his hand on the rim. Like, he was bordering 720. He did it on the first try. Perfect. He did it on the first try. Perfect. And it was... When he Perfect. did it, we're kind of like, oh, shit, because he did it so fast. You know, compared you to when Oladipo, it. you didn't expect it. Compared to Oladipo, when he does it three or four times, by the time he does it, you're like, all right, well, that would have been cooler the first or second try, you know. The second try is okay, you know, especially yeah. if you lose the ball and we don't really see what you're doing. But getting it on the second attempt is okay. Once you get to three, four, five, six, which, again, thankfully there wasn't a lot of that in this one. I don't think anybody went past their third attempt. You know? Yeah, uh, like a very um, clean Vince contest. Carter. Uh, just sorry, the f- first one I'm just thinking of that was like a second attempt that we had no idea. Vince Carter when he did the uh, bounce between the legs, 
the first time uh, Tracy kind of bounced a little bit too. I've never called T Mac Tracy in my life. That I suck. Is he a is he a white like secretary? He's a, <laughs> <laughs> like he's a childhood garbage. friend or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Trace, uh, no, T Mac. He bounced it a little bit too high, and then Kenny was like, "Yeah, I think he he's gonna take this between legs, and if he does it, ten's not enough." And then he did it. It was the first time he actually got to fully attempt it. But like, we kind of could gather like, "I think he's going between the legs here." I don't know though, but I think. And then he did it, and it didn't take anything away from it. It made it, it almost made it better because you're like, "Is he really gonna do that?" And then he did it. <laughs> so indeed. It, just Indeed, have to no be shout- gone. I was going to say shouts to Mac McClung. Uh, finished what you were saying. My fault. No, I was just saying just as long as you complete the dunk in a good amount of time. Like if you miss it the first time off a bad pass or something like that, whatever. Just go back. And if you get it that second time, we're happy. We're all mm-hmm. happy. Underrated dunk. I think the lob without the ball bouncing was a very good dunk. Like the I, I agree. And it got a low score. I completely agree with that. Have you ever up. tried? Have you ever tried that? Like I've tried that on mini hoops. It's hard. You it's hard to time a lob without it bouncing. You he have to time it on the way down. Fairly far out too. You know what I mean? Yeah, he th- threw it from like a three. A, I thought that was difficult, and he got like a what forty four, forty six for it. He did not he, get a high score. No, he, I, that's I a forty nine. That's a forty nine. That that timing is so hard. That's like, unique. That's I don't abs- think I've ever seen that in a dunk hard. contest. I've never seen it. Never seen it. I've never seen that, period. Um, but no, Mac, I mean, he showed out. That's part of the reason was him and Jericho Sims is why I thought this contest did have promise, just because mm-hmm. Mac's always been a show dunker. And Jericho Sims, if you've seen any of his clips on Instagram or anything like that, he's just, I mean, as you saw that night, everything's head at the rim, you know, he's chin at the rim. Springs. Uh, his problem springs. was he did the honey dip twice. I wish he would have done some other dunk for his second dunk because I think he would have been facing Mac. But he did double honey dip in it. And that whack ass little, you know, hold up the 50 after because he grabbed it off the, the net. You it know, also no didn't help that like he couldn't that. open it proper properly. Like it took him a <laughs> yeah, second to open it. Like if you like rip that open instantly, then it's kind of cool. But like when you're struggling to do it, it's like that that's the thing you gotta put on a show. Like Dwight Howard, when he went into the phone booth, came out with a Superman cape, he didn't even dunk the ball. Like he literally threw the ball in. But we didn't know that at first. The angle that they showed it, it was like, oh, this guy took up from, like, his step inside the free throw line and just threw the ball in because he didn't have it there. But that dunk is memorable. He went into yeah, the. Yeah, I thought he dunked booth. the ball when he. When yeah, we all thought he dunked that. the ball, but then we looked at it and it was like, oh, he actually just threw it in. But I think I loved it. It was a spectacle. It technically isn't even really a dunk, but it was a spectacle, and I loved it. I would give it a fifty if I saw it again today. <laughs> Like it was just like just put on a show. That's all I'm asking for. Just put on a show. I'm not. You don't need to do a triple between the legs. Like if you can, hey, great. Got to be a showman to put on a show though, too. You know, it's not for everybody. But and you know, Jaw I thought can they, put on a show. He's the most electrifying player in the league. Zion's like, yeah, if I'm gonna do it, it's only it's pretty much gonna be next year or bust. Like, okay, I'd like that's you to what play Zion a game. said. Zion said that like, well, he didn't say like next year or bust. He said Zion said. If I'm going to do any dunk contest, it's going to be next year. It's going to be the 2024 dunk contest. At, hey, so, at least he said that. At least yeah, he said but that. Yeah, but LeBron also said, I'm preliminary putting my name in the 2010 dunk contest. Like, shut hey, up, LeBron. Like, LeBron on. was probably drunk when he said that. It was Saturday Night All-Star Weekend. 
Because, yeah, we were. That was. In the 2010 Dunk Contest. Shut up. Why are you saying it like that? Shut up. Why are you saying it like that? Because it just upset me so much. I'm looking at this guy. I'm all I'm asking for. You could have done a windmill, a reversed, a tomahawk, and then and then did like a 360. Make them all a spectacle. You're getting 48s. You all you have to, especially in 2010, just legitimately get your chin at a drop step. Get your chin at the. I mean, Vince Carter did a drop step windmill essentially and got a 49 because Kenny decided to not give him a 50. But LeBron in the dunk contest, one of those things upset, that upsets me more than anything. And he honestly is probably the start of all stars not doing it. When, when your best player ever doesn't, like one of your best players ever, one of your best dunkers ever, let me say, doesn't do the dunk contest, you're like, ah, I mean, if LeBron doesn't do it, then why do I have to do it? Because I'll before that, you had all the, you had all the best dunkers doing it before that, before oh eight. I, I think honestly, it had been since Vince. I think it went on a drought similar after Vince Carter did it. But uh, like, I mean, I get was, like I. But you had Jason Richardson. He was still like one of your best dunkers. Desmond Mason was a great dunker. You had yeah. Dwight. You had Josh Smith. You had like there were so many good dunkers doing it, and then it was just Gerald Wallace into what Gerald Wallace. He caught a body here and there, but it's not that he doesn't have those springs. He did when oh. he was when he he did when he was on the Kings, which I think he did a dunk contest when he was on the Kings as well. Um, he did it on the Bobcats, and I watched him do like <laughs> one of the plainest reverse dunks I've ever seen. He might have the worst dunk and like completed dunk on the first time in dunk contest history. It was like a plain reverse, and I was like, I've seen, I'm gonna see better than that the debut back. Of all the of the games, like I mean, I, I will blame, say I'm blaming, I'm blaming LeBron. It, it may be like from Vince Carter, people got scared and then whatever, but we still had great gun, dunk contests afterward. Oh three was great. Oh six was very good as well. That was one Iggy should have won against Nate Robinson. That was still good, but oh seven was good. Gerald Green did it multiple times. Mm-hmm. Birthday cake dunk, one of the most good underrated dunkers. you'll ever see. I think Good. I think there's been <laughs> the best in the I, league. I think since I think the '80s and '90s, you had more stars, especially the '80s. Of um, course, I just but I, I think, also think your I best think, dunkers weren't stars, like weren't superstars when you got to the 2000s. I mean, because you had like Tim Duncan. I mean, Tracy did one, Vince did one, Kobe did one. So all of them did one early on. But then like your best stars like Paul Pierce, Tim Duncan, Shaq at that point, they're not really dunkers like that. If that makes sense. Right. But So your best dunkers were like doing the contest because like Jason Richardson was probably the best dunker not named Vince Carter and Kobe in the league. T Mac. Dan T Mac. Oh sorry, and all three yeah, of them. Jay were up there, Josh too. Smith. I mean they did Josh the Smith, dunkers. but he did some too. Yeah, no, he did. He absolutely did. J.R. Smith, uh, they did him. But I'm saying you mentioned star power, like Ja, LeBron. They weren't, yeah, like you said, they went through droughts during that time. Um, yeah. And even Thanks. in the 90s as well. Uh, like, you know, Brent Berry won it one year. You know what I, I mean? I think 94. So, so you, I mean, you had that all throughout, really. Like, probably, honestly, after the MJ Neek era, you know? So I think you've had that throughout. 
and at times like I guess a Brent Berry, a high flyer, uh, Iguodala at the time before he's really like cemented, you know, Nate Robinson. Mm-hmm. When you got those guys in it, it does make it entertaining because yeah, NBA fans know them. Josh Smith, like we mentioned, those guys, Jay Rich, and we were getting that the last. 10, 15 years. You know, we had Derrick Jones Jr. in it, Aaron Gordon, yeah. Zach Levine. See, We've th- had it here and there. Are, those people I'm fine with. They're just like... It's just you got to complete you, your dunks. I mean, we had Oladipo. So, I mean, it's been hit or... It all depends on the year, but you really just... I think there's been times where we just hit consecutive years where it was just tons of people not completing good dunks, but not completing mm-hmm. them until the fourth, fifth, sixth time, or maybe not even completing them at all. Yeah, and, and it's... It's just that they're, as I was saying before, like there's just now there's names that can fly, that aren't no, like, like if you just can't like Luca, I don't expect Luca ever to do a dunk contest. He can't dunk really. Like he's not gonna go up there and do anything crazy. Like, but I don't expect him to. So like when your when your top stars aren't doing it, then yeah, you want the Derrick Jones Jr. people because like we all just know okay he's got bounce. Like out of anything, right. he's just got bounce. But when you have you, when you're Jaw, when you're Zion, when you're Anthony Edwards, and you've got mm-hmm. star power, you've and you've got that bounce, and you're not doing it, then it like just do one. Shame. You don't need to do more than one, but just do one. Like, could you imagine if Clay and Steph never did a three point contest or Lillard? Very what? True. Like, Very what true. are we? What? Yeah, every you, every three. Just about every three-point shooter you can think of who you'd consider a good shooter has done a three-point contest. You can't name the only, one? Really? The only one that I can think of off the top of my head, and maybe he did it and I just can't picture it, is uh, my boy, J.R. Smith. I don't think he did one, but pretty much any other shooter you could think of has done one. Yeah, and J- I was say, JR's wa- JR's. I mean, Jared did a dunk contest, didn't he? I think it was 05. Mm-hmm. I think he, he, didn't, I think, yeah, he did I think one early in his career. I think it was 05. But, um, yeah, I don't. I think JR would have been the only one, and he came on as a shooter-shooter like later, even though he really could have done it. It's a three-point contest. You can do it whenever. But no Jared one's Smith never saw a three he did not love, so yeah, I'll say I, that. Well, so, I think I mean, it, he, if you would have had a contested three-point shot jump uh, contest, he would have done it. He would have probably won it every year. J.R. Smith, Smith and John LeBlanc. <laughs> Those are the two. So <laughs> I forgot they're the same person. But yeah, okay, that's <laughs> that's that's my that's my Saturday. I definitely and our I mean our Saturday, I should say you gave your opinions too. But I like the three con three point contest just needs to be last and we need just give me one a one more round. Just get one more round of the three point contest and just move the dunk contest up because if you had if the a night was flipped around and then you had that extra round, and you ended with Dame winning it. That's perfect. Like, because Max the skills put, competition last. <laughs> I mean, you could do it last, so then people are like, "It's terrible. eleven o'clock." If people say ten thirty at night, so people don't have to stay up and just go to bed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you could do it last if you want to just put the worst last. But I just think, yeah, I I think it was a good Saturday though. It's a very so I think Friday was nine out of ten. I got Saturday about eight and a half out of ten. So we're working about an eight about a eighty seven out of a hundred. We're gonna I'd, not you know what? Be, I would agree with those scores, by the way. About like a nice B plus. So you're working with a B plus. 
you take it and I mean Sunday's yeah, weight. The crowd was good. The crowd was good. Salt Lake was good. Um, okay, then even before I liked Post Malone. I think Post Malone, Post Malone did well. Brought out twenty one savage. Did he that was uh he did wow and he did uh Rockstar must be. Uh Rockstar. I couldn't think I blanked on it. He brought out twenty one savage. So twenty one. Yeah. So that was fine. Uh Jewel. Random. That was, that was okay. Um, I mean it makes sense for the area, but it was okay. Uh regardless, so every leading up to it, everything's fine. <laughs> They're like, We got Burna Boy Tim's that was and I forget who that the was third good. guy was that performed with them. They're like, We got we got them for halftime, so we gotta put Jewel as we the got, as we the national put, anthem. We gotta put Jewel as that national anthem. But no, I I liked They're the like, um, white people like Jewel. Halftime was on good. <laughs> Halftime was great, yeah. Uh, because probably because Mormon country, they're like, you know what, Jewel. Like, we'll just ask them, Jewel. We'll think that's, that's good. We got Jewel. I don't know how they settled on Jewel. I don't. I, don't. I really don't know how you stumble up. Shout I don't out know to if Jewel. I'm sure I've heard one of her songs, but shout out to Jewel. I'm I sure. Didn't she, I didn't actually see the anthem. I'm sure she did a good job. I'm mad I missed. It wasn't bad. I missed the, uh, the fucking draft. I missed that as well. You missed I was what? late for that. I missed the draft, the, ori- the original draft. Like oh right yeah, okay. Uh, I did see and some I, clips. I, I saw thought. there was, a, I saw there was a hot mic, and Shaq and Charles were talking shit to each other. Love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was Jokic great. Jokic kind of, Jokic picked himself, so he didn't go last. I'm not really sure how Jokic gets picked last in an All Star game, and in, in, in any form, in any court in America, I'm not sure he how got Jokic picked second to last. I know. I'm saying I don't even know how he's in contention for that in any court in America. Yeah. Yeah, anywhere no, around fair. the world, uh, but and then yeah, he drafted himself Lori to LeBron. Yeah, yep. Lo- I thought Triple J did. Oh no! So so technically, so technically he did, but because they did the reserves and then the starters, Lori was the last actual person on a roster. Okay. So uh, so they picked all the reserves, which is why it was funny because they picked the reserves and then like third pick in, Giannis is like. The most electrifying player in the league, Ja Morant. <laughs> and then we're like, you can't pick Ja Giannis. <laughs> like, what, kind like, of, just, what kind of Giannis impression was that? I don't that know. Funny. That was whatever. That was. It started okay. <laughs> I, I I I lost it after that. I lost it. Uh, I'm not I'm not not great with Greek, but uh, yeah. Now it was the start of it was good. It was interesting to see how they picked their teams. I liked it. And then the game happened. I like that. I obviously, Giannis wasn't going to actually play in the game. We saw that he hurt his wrist. But I did like the fact that he got in the game for a little bit. Had the first play baseline, fine with it. I'm, ev- I'm fine with them even letting him do that because obviously you don't want him injured for the rest of the game. Uh, rest of the season. Cool. Mm-hmm. Foul, you sub him out. Wh- what happened after that? What? <laughs> What went on? What did we do? Yeah, you said what you didn't really doing? watch the game, right? Uh, yeah, the game was terrible. The game was absolutely I watched like terrible. the first quarter. Of, I watched like the first quarter of the game as I was kind of getting together homework, and then I had to go record some things. And homework wise, it came, became more important, and then the game became uninteresting. So I just didn't. I saw it in so, passing, and then I watched some of it after. I watched like highlights and a little bit of like a longer edition of it after. You didn't miss a thing. Uh, so the game started really well. I thought. I thought the starters on each end brought energy, brought a great flow to the game. 
I think with about two minutes left in the first quarter, they subbed like each starting five out or, you know, got some subs of some order in mm-hmm. the game, right? And you could tell immediately the game took an energy dip. And I'm like, that's interesting. And when LeBron did come in in the second quarter, the time C did enter the game, you could tell the energy was immediately raised. And usually he brings mm-hmm. it a little more than the rest of the players. But this year it was even more so. I was like, damn, LeBron's really playing from the start, you know? He was going for chase down blocks, which is how he injured his finger, and then he couldn't play in the second half. And once LeBron couldn't play in the second half, it was a fucking layup line. It always is a layup line, but, I mean, there's one screen grab you'll see. It's of Jalen Brown kind of going one-on-one against Jason Tatum. Did you see this? Uh, see what? Sorry. It cut off. The sc- just did, you see, did you see when JB and Jason Tatum were kind of going one-on-one? Jalen Brown and yeah. Jason Tatum. Uh, there's one screen grab of it. They're on, like, the right elbow. And mm-hmm. then the other eight players are on the side, like literally with like their arms folded, their arms up, their hands on their hips, like couldn't give a fuck. Like it just does not look like any semblance of basketball. Um, I'm fine with that. Like if you're playing in the flow of the game, like when you're playing pickup, like like a serious game of pickup, when you're playing in the flow of the game, and then say I score on you, and like you see, like I like I get you with a move, step back, hit like a fadeaway fifteen footer. Okay, you're like, okay, give me the ball. Like, I'm going one-on-one against him. If you're, like, actively watching on the side, like, kind of, like, obviously on the court in case, like, a loose ball goes there, a missed ball or something, like, cool. But, like, at least be semi-attentive. But, like, that's fine to clear out. It's cool to clear out. But, like, be attentive and act like you actually care that they're going one-on-one, like you're interested to see the game. Become a spectator, like, an enjoyable spectator, not just like, eh. I'll get my chance soon, I guess. It was bad. It was post-LeBron getting injured. It was the worst All-Star game I've ever seen, and there have been some bad ones. They didn't even try in the Alon score ending. Um, it was so as bad all a- around. It was a joke. It really was. Uh, even Interesting point. So go on, actually. Yeah, I- no, I was going to say, uh, but like, Mike Malone. I'll st- actually, let me say Jalen Brown first because I mentioned Jalen Brown. He said it was... He said it was a glorified layup line, which you hear a lot of fans who watch it say, right? Or people who watch the game, whatever. Uh, and then he goes, you know, I'd like to see the competition level raised somehow. You know, Jalen Brown says that. Then Michael Malone, coach of the Denver Nuggets, he says that he thought Embiid and Kyrie were trying to bring it. And he specifically called out Joel Embiid because he said Embiid was imploring the other players to play hard. And they still didn't bring it, mm-hmm. you know, even at the end in the Elon ending. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he said Embiid and Kyrie were trying. He said it was probably the worst basketball game ever played is what he said. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was pathetic. It really was. Uh, there, It doesn't take much to try hard in a basketball game, you know. Um, I don't want to be that guy and say, you know, oh, in such and such a day they played hard. But, like, someone posted a clip from – the 2010s, somewhere in the 2010s, it might have even been late 2000s, but pretty recent history. And there was defensive rotations. I think it was the 2010s because it was still Wade, it was still Kobe, LeBron, Melo, those guys. And there was they still, it was early hard. in the game. Right? And they weren't playing 100%, but they were playing 65, no, 70. They, they played 70%, but 70. Until the fourth. Listen, I feel like I can compete on a floor with 25% 
whatever. Because all I'm going to have to do is put on one crossover dribble and I can get a layup. Cool. I can't, I couldn't sniff the nosebleeds with 70% of Kobe. What am I, like, like, why, why should I feel like I could step on a game on the floor when these are supposed to be the best players in the NBA? When I know clearly I can't step on the floor with them. But I shouldn't feel like I could. I, if I'm in that game, I'm just a small version. I'm just a small guy. It's like, oh, man, that's just a smaller Kyle Lowry out there trying to just shoot a basket, and they'd let me shoot. What 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 fun is that? Oh, you, wow, Jaw, you, you can do a 360? That's cool. Didn't know that. You've lost me there for a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Uh, uh, I don't know what you... Especially you said you're a smaller Kyle Lowry, but... No, I only said that because I'm a stockier person and Kyle Lowry's a stockier person. So I just and I'm shorter than him. So I literally just like, oh wow, it's a shorter Kyle Lowry out there. That's it. <laughs> There's nothing else other than that. But all basically Got what you. I was saying was there was nothing important <laughs> and impressive about that game whatsoever. And if you would have gotten me, you, Dustin, Joe, and Steven, we probably could have put up something against them. They didn't do anything. I think if we That's took any five average Joes and put them out there that all of a sudden they would try for whatever reason. But uh, I, I hope, I hope I, that would know, be great. I would, I would much rather see them dwarf us 120 to zero than watch that. I really would. It was pathetic. It would just, I'll say it that. Would just, it mean, would just be laughable to be like, okay, so this is how bad like these people are comparatively. At least they'd be trying in some sort of assemblance. Like, yeah, I mean, it was pathetic because they put in, the target score so it could raise competition you know yes and uh you know say what you want about the first three quarters but i even at least last year and the year before that the two years after the really like nothing compares to the first year 2020 when they did it because they were going that's as hard as i've seen anyone play in an all-star game those two teams at that end it was crazy uh 2021 i believe it was kind of a blowout so it was kind of anticlimactic if i remember correctly and last year it was kind of nip and tuck, I guess. You know, it wasn't close yeah, it was, as the first one, but it was close enough, kind of thing. And they're yeah, it was close hard. enough to where people were trying. Um, they like in the fourth quarter they really started like getting after it. LeBron obviously hit the game winner, and that was like it was like a legitimate almost game winner because I think it was a two point game. So it was like one of those. Well, not like a game winner, but a game stealer. Technically, was it? But yeah, it was a like, last year was good. This year. That's the most uneventful 55 I've ever seen from somebody. It really was. And, you know, people, for whatever reason, are online arguing about how people perceive Tatum's 55 to Curry's 52. I'm like, listen, it's going to be broken every year. If it's played like that, it's going to be broken every year or every two, three years. You know, it's going to be to the point where someone's going to get like 84 in an all-star game because it's sitting there for him. If Giannis played in that game, he could have literally ran to the rim every single play if he wanted to. Just sprinted and, that brings up and a good. That brings up a good point. This was the first All-Star game we have seen without LeBron for a second half, but LeBron, Giannis, Steph, and KD, and this is what it looked like. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm you not say saying that. that the I'm not saying that the newer. I mean, obviously there was old games with all four of them that looked terrible too. So don't get. I'm not trying to make it sound like it's just this new generation, but this was the newer generations. Like it was almost like their stamp because you had Lillard, cool, but Lillard was a little touch younger. But like he was pretty much like the oldest player on the court. 
Other than that, everybody was 27, 28 and younger. Like, this was almost like their, like, it could have been like, okay, we've got Ja playing hard. Got Anthony Edwards playing hard. We got Luka taking control. We got Jokic doing crazy things. And it just fell flat. It's. Yeah. And I, I, I think it honestly is just, this is like a little. It's like almost a view of kind of what this the NBA is to an extent, which sucks because you don't have people playing hard. I mean, you have people playing hard throughout the season, but like there's people who take we take more games off. It's just like like this the All Star Game as a whole almost was kind of like a microcosm of the entire entirety of the NBA only regular season because the playoffs people obviously play as hard as they possibly can because they're all chasing a championship. But it's like the regular season doesn't matter as much because they're only chasing a championship. Like for to the some people who are chasing an MVP cool or the people who are fighting for jobs. But like once you've got a secure job, it just feels like you can go through the motions at times. And I don't like it. You hit it on the head when you say it was a microcosm because that's exactly what it was because the regular season has become increasingly devalued. Yes, and unless I think you're that's someone ridiculous. Unless you're someone like I'll say Giannis. I'm not even talking about people like LeBron or KD or Steph um or Kawhi even, you know? Kawhi you could argue kind of started all this, but you know, he's had enough heavy injuries and he's a vet to where he kind of deserves the load management. Uh, and he's been ramping it up this particular year. He hasn't been – when he first came back, yes, he was doing the whole back-to-back thing, but I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. he's playing night in and night out right now. But, I mean, we've kind of mentioned this before. Load management, I believe, is pathetic with the Stars, with how rampant it is. You have players missing – it's rare when players don't miss 15-plus games. Star players, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the ones off the top of my head who you know really do play every game, again, excluding – Guys like Braun, Steph, KD, and um, they all play. I was gonna say, and they like those are the vets, but they all play every game. Like you don't see a game to. where Steph doesn't. Steph runs around screens every game. LeBron's trying to control the pace every game. Kevin Durant is going out there trying to score thirty on everybody every game. Like they, Giannis, I mean, I'll putting say Giannis this. in with the vets. I don't care. Whatever. I'll say he's been in, he's been in the league long enough. Like he's I'll, he playing every he's playing every game. I'll say this: LeBron gets his load management, but he should. He should, okay? He's in Steph, his 20th season. Like, I get it. Kerr's definitely doing the Popovich stuff where he will sit Wiggins, Clay, Steph, and Draymond all in one night, which isn't. I hate that. Hate it. I hate Especially it, but it all depends when games. you do it. All depends when you do it. Eight if you do it at a home game, if you're doing it like home game versus Charlotte, by all means, do it. You know what I mean? By all means, never do should it. do it on the road, especially an East Coast game, because they, you're only going to see him once. Like, could you only imagine us? Once. I mean, Boston's amazing, so you're never going to have to worry about Boston now. But could you imagine us going to from Vermont to Boston, and then like, ah man, we're not going to see Steph, Clay, or Draymond tonight. Yeah, and that's, that's what some cool. people. It's what some people deal with, you know, and it's it's become more and more common, and you know, like you said, it is a microcosm. The all-star game is a microcosm of what the regular season is because the regular season is far too devalued. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, no, I mean, I want to call out Lucas specifically. I want to say call out, but he's one I've really noticed over the past few years not take it seriously. You know, just jogging up and down the court, 
will jack up a deep three here and there. And I'm like, man, it really doesn't seem like he cares about this game. Or he's just hungover because, you know, uh, All-Star Weekend is it's, it's the black Super Bowl weekend. And it's a party weekend, just like Super Bowl mm-hmm. weekend is. And, of course, these, some of these players hard and notoriously would come in hungover and jog up and down the court and not give a fuck about the game. Fine, whatever. Luke has been doing that. At a far younger age than Harden was when he started not giving a shit in these games, okay? Harden was doing it in his prime. Luca, who, you know, might be in his prime, but, you know, he's 23 is my point. He's been to three or four of these, and each time, I'm like, man, it really doesn't seem like he cares. We mentioned earlier he was mic'd up, and they played a clip. He said it in the interview when they were interviewing him, but he also said it like the mic'd up clip where he's like, ah, I got my two points. I'm good. You You don't want who will eventually be the face of the league once LeBron and Steph leave. That's going to be the face, him, Giannis, whoever yeah, that's, else. That's you don't want that. That's where it's headed. I mean, they got to do something about it. When you got the Elon ending and it's still this bad, you either might as well do away with the game, like the Pro Bowl, or you got to maybe go the route of, the Rising Stars Challenge. Somehow make it four teams, split it up, make it tournament style. That's the only other thing I could imagine yeah. or see. Short se- I mean, I've mentioned this many times regarding to the NBA. One of the best seasons was the lockout season where they played 66 games, uh, which is a perfect amount for an NBA season. You got enough to where you got the sample size of how many play- or how many teams are doing well. You know, It's not like a 30-game season where damn near anybody can make the playoffs. You did 66, you'd probably have the same teams in the running as you would if you did an 82-game season. Uh, then you have players who can't you can't take off 20 games out of a 66-game season. So, you know, that eliminates that problem. It unfortunately will never happen, I don't think. But the NBA season is certainly too long. Make it 66 games, that is the perfect amount. It's a, you know, then you can spread it out. We gave out the layout last week. It's really you just cut out for instead of four division games, you play three, and then that easily cuts it out. You cut out the back to backs. You cut out games against the West from three to two, and then you maybe have to cut out a, like a couple Eastern. I mean, you cut out a couple games in the East, but you make them so you always go to them, so every team gets to see you once still. 66 games you start December 12th so you get a couple weeks in and then Christmas is really when it starts to pick up like it's not it's really not a difficult thing to do I don't understand why they don't do it you then obviously Christmas Day is a big thing but even then the NFL starting to take over Christmas Day so you get the beginning of the season you get excited for it at the point where the NFL starting to like once the NFL ends and you're really like in the mid season, like the beginning to mid season of the NBA and you're actually excited for it and you have nothing else to worry about. Like part of the season just gets lost to the NFL because why wouldn't it? Yeah, like the NFL uh, just and the NFL just ended two weeks ago and like it's already the all-star break. So like now we're at mm-hmm. the stretch run of the NBA, but we have already missed 60 games. That's yeah. essentially yeah, there's 55 about, games. There's about between 20 and 23 games left, depending on the teams. Um, look, I mean, yeah, we've mentioned that, I, how the NBA season gains, it used to gain national attention more so after the Christmas games just because of the matchups, right? And now, as we mm-hmm. mentioned earlier, how many players are missing 
games for whatever reason, whether it's real injuries or otherwise load management. Yeah. Uh, you know, the increased likelihood it is that you don't see stars on uh, Christmas Day, which we've seen. Um, you know, January is the hardest month for the NBA anyway. It's dead in the middle of the season. Uh, but now I saw someone tweet the other day, and it's very true. The NBA season starts after All-Star break. It really does. Now is when you're going to see a lot of these players not doing load management because they can't. It's 20 games left in the season. Uh, mm-hmm. You've got to go for it. Now everyone's going to be sprinting to that finish line. You're going to see a increased ability and increased intensity out of all these players and teams. Uh, and it sucks that you yeah. have to get to this point in the season to really do that. You know, you got basically eight weeks left in the season. And... You know, that's usually an energy you get at the very beginning of the season. And then maybe around, like I said, January, maybe it fizzles out, you know, after the Christmas Day games. You get that little malaise into the All-Star break, and then it picks back up. Now it's like the first month of the season, and then from November on, it's that malaise. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what the answer is. I, I mean, I believe it's to cut games. That's never going to happen. So I don't know what the actual answer is that the NBA is going to do it's, as a solution because answer. it's not going to happen. Well, not the only never, answer. That's, sorry, that's not the only answer, but yeah. It's not the only answer, but it's the most logical answer, you know, shorten the games, shorten the season to where, you know, you have increased importance in the regular season. There is too many games, but man, there's got to be, whether it's fines, whether it's a game's minimum played. I don't. I really don't know what the answer is, and it's unfortunate. You're and truly, I s- sorry. I was just gonna say, truly, I see more. I would include the 2010s in this. You see more star injuries, major injuries happen throughout the year. I think than ever before. I don't yeah, remember I mean, this many stars getting this critically injured all the time. And again, I'll throw the 2010s in there with Derrick Rose. I'm almost numb to it now when it happens when a star gets injured. In the NBA. And it's like, and it, the, the worst part about it is it's like, it, I feel like if you play more, it probably wouldn't get injured as much. And it's weird how it works that way. Know. Like you would think it'd be the opposite, but like when you go through it, when you go through the, throughout the entirety of times, like there are always injuries, but it was, you didn't have, like like the All Star game, just obviously because it happened. You're missing the first, for no arguments at all. You're missing the first, the third, the fourth or fifth, and the seventh best player playing the second half of the game. And Giannis, Kevin Durant, Steph, and LeBron. So I probably have. I mean, regardless, if we want to argue what order Steph's ahead of Le- uh, KD and LeBron, whatever. I don't care. You're missing four of the top seven players. I don't remember a time that's ever happened. I don't know if you can, but I have. I do not remember ever missing four of the top seven players in an All Star game. Yeah, and that's not their fault because like Kevin Durant got injured, Steph got injured, Giannis got injured literally the game before the All Star game, and LeBron hurt his hand halfway through. But, Mm -hmm. but like I just. It just seems that be, even with, like, we're taking more care and more concern over our body, but then we're still getting injured more than ever, and we're missing more games more than ever, and the product is taking a hit because of it. 
but we're taking more care of our brand and ourselves rather than taking care of the whole entirety of the brand, which is the NBA. Um, yeah, no, that's well said. I mean, <laughs> it it's not a good product. It's not a great product up until this point of the year is when it becomes what you want it to be, which is stars on the floor. Uh, you know, if it's a Celtics-Bucks matchup, a guarantee that we're going to get the 12 players on each side or 13 players on each side that we want to see. You know what I mean? And not missing, yeah. like Middleton was actually injured, but you know, but not missing Middleton because he's getting rest. And okay, it's just Holiday and, Gian- and Giannis. Mm-hmm. That happens so much where you're like, yo, I can't wait to watch this game. I'll turn it on. And one of their key players is just resting or it's a minor injury. And you're like, man, what the hell is that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, it's stupid. It's getting worse by the year. And I really don't want to make this a shit on the NBA episode, but Whatever. you made a great point by saying it's a microcosm. Um, KD made a great point on his, I don't know if it's a podcast or if it's like a video show, his, his boardroom show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made a great point and he was talking about the dunk contest, but in general, he was saying how all-star weekend's kind of sacred, you know what I mean? And, you know, I really do think you, you got all the legends there. You really should do a service to the fans and put on a show, especially like we said, you do it in these random ass drooly games, shit like that during the summer. What the fuck is the problem with doing it in a, you know, NBA situation? I don't understand why these players are having the too cool for school attitude because basketball is basketball in any core in the world. You you lace them up and you play. You have Mac, Mac McClung, as you, you were saying before, how, like, this is a spot where you make your name and because more casual fans than ever watching. Mac McClung made be- probably a bigger name for himself this weekend. He went from not being on a team two weeks ago to headlining a slam dunk competition and then um, opening. Uh, he spoke right before Post Malone came out. So basically he introduced Post Malone, which is also a crazy thing for him because he's one of the biggest artists in the world. He did a bigger. He made a bigger celebrity of his name this weekend, probably than hitting a game winner in the first round of the playoffs, which is crazy to think because you're not going to be like, oh, that's the guy who hit the game winner in the first round against. He's a sixer, so playing against the the Hawks. But you're gonna be like, oh yeah, that's the guy that did the seven twenty or like the five forty in the slam dunk contest. Mm-hmm. He made a name for himself this weekend. Cool, great for him. He took it serious. Yeah, I'm done. I, I can't say I, I can go on for another thirty minutes. Completely. I'm surprised you ran it more than me. And you I, didn't even sit through the game. I I, I sat through that whole whack ass game. But uh, I just yeah, like you, I know for, I didn't even I didn't watch anything. I didn't want anyone else's anything. opinions on the game. I didn't want like I just I, from what I saw, from what I like, kind of read about, and what I've said. But I didn't like listen to other people's opinions on talk shows or anything like that. I was like, let me just look. And just see, and then I thought, I was like, this is just like ruining, this is what it feels like the NBA is. And I just, I, I can't, but I, I got to stop because I could rant for another 30 minutes of being upset. Let me ask I'm you just, this, because we've been upset. on for quite a while. Let me ask you this. Uh-huh. Before we go, give me three teams from each conference that you were looking forward to seeing how they traject over these next, what, two months? before we get to the postseason. So what three teams from each conference are you looking at? I'm looking at Phoenix, of course. Like that's I think the number one team pretty much everybody's looking at because you've got to know 
how is KD going to gel with Chris Paul and Devin Booker? So obviously Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I'm loving. I want to see where the Grizzlies take themselves to. Mm-hmm. I want to see if they can, because the West is open, and they even though the Suns are there, they could still, like with Jaw and everyone being like fully healthy, I feel like they could really make a push. And be that team. I feel like we know what Denver is. I just feel like we need to see Denver in the playoffs. So I'm not too like I'm interested in them, but I'm not like really interested. They've got to some see new additions. They do have some new additions too. So it's going to be interesting to see if those new additions are going to make that playoff push. Especially that regular Jackson season. Mm-hmm, definitely. And the third one would be I just oh the Mavericks. I want to know how Kyrie and Luca are going to mesh together. My fourth one honorary would be how Steph's going to come back to the fold. Can the Warriors get back into that championship, true championship bubble, or are they going to stay on the outside? And then the Lakers are interesting too. So the West is super interesting throughout. In the East, the Sixers, can they stay as hot as they are, Have they as they have been? Like I have no questions about Boston. I have no questions about Milwaukee. They both made some uh, Milwaukee. Jay Crowder, that addition is going to be great. So I'm moving forward to see them. That's one. Two, the Hawks, with the firing of Nate McMillan, usually, I mean, two years ago. It came out when of nowhere, they, so. when, when It did. Two years ago when they got Nate McMillan, because at halfway through the season, because they were terrible, they ended up turning it up, got to the playoffs, they got to the conference finals that year. Uh, they beat the Sixers, <laughs> last Ben Simmons series we really saw. So that would be the second team, and then I'm interested in the Heat because I want to know how that Kevin Love addition is going to work and how their full roster together is going to look. And then if I had to give like a fourth team, it would be probably the Cavs to see if they can stay at, up with the upper echelon teams or if they're going to kind of fall into that first year where we're still trying to work things out. Those would be the f- I know I, you asked for three. I gave five and four, but <laughs> yeah, I like <laughs> how excited. I asked for six teams. You gave me nine, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I gave my to, first three and then I gave a couple too. For sure, for sure. Quickly to your Nate McMillan point and the Hawks. Um, mm-hmm. A, A, that was very random. B, their interim yep. coach is Joe Prunty, who was the interim coach prior for the Bucks when I believe Jason Kidd got fired before mm-hmm. Budenholzer. He's not the greatest. Um, I think Nate McMillan got a raw deal done, man. I mean, he's everywhere he's gone, he's turned their program around. Uh, he did a yeah. really good job with the Pacers and got dismissed mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I don't think he had a season below 500 with the Pacers, or I don't think there was a season where he wasn't in the playoffs. Like you said, they immediately turned it around when he was the interim coach. Uh, in 2020, I believe it was. He's been there. Uh, he was coaching for like two years. Yeah, and in full. Like it's. The, I think this is his third season. But since he came mm-hmm. through halfway through that year, then he had a full season, and then he's at half a season. He's coached for a full two years there, and they've yeah. made it to a conference finals within those two years. Yeah, I think he once again go to Rod Deal. Uh, I immediately thought. This had to do with Trey Young when I first seen the news. Like, I haven't heard much about it, but I would think it has to be Trey Young related more so than it is front office related, in mm-hmm. my opinion. that's That was my gut reaction anyway. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. He's he's someone who definitely deserves to be a coach in this league. 
I'm very interested in Atlanta's offseason more than I am mm-hmm. their uh, postseason prospects. But uh, anyway, I'll go. We'll keep it in the East since we you know we're talking about the Hawks. Three teams I had were the Sixers, yep, the Miami Heat, and the yep. Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, and I'll start with the, the Sixers. They've been a top three team probably since Christmas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, Harden's healthy. Harden's playing some of the best ball he has in quite a while. He possibly he's should have been an all-star. You could probably argue the best he basketball he's played since the 65 win season. I mean, he played like he played really good against the, in the, in Brooklyn right before he hurt his hamstring. But like as a as a consistent level because that wasn't for the longest of times. Maybe since probably since at least 2020. Probably at least since the bubble. When he was, we can for sure say he was in shape, and mm. we can for sure say yeah, he was definitely. Healthy. But I um, love his role on this team. For sure, he's a great point guard, which is you know the role he plays. They got Maxi coming off the bench. Um, I love what they added the tr- at the trade deadline. I love their bench. Uh, they got depth. They've got so many different lineups they can throw at you. Uh, this is a team I was big on before the season, mm-hmm. and they're truly rounding into that team. Now, we've mentioned time and time they got again. got a steal for Harden. Yeah, sorry. they really did. They really did. They <laughs> sorry, really I'm did. just looking back on it just because obviously you're a Ben. When you have a Ben Simmons centric package, you've got a steal. I mean, really, now, it was uh, a Seth Curry centric package. So it yeah, was. Ben, ben Simmons is now uh, just a rotation guy, if that. We'll never. <laughs> who knows what Ben Simmons will look like? But uh, yeah, no, Philly. You know, we've talked time and time again about Harden's playoff failures and how he, you know, it's undeniable he's just not the same player in the playoffs as he mm-hmm. is in the regular season. And Bede has not been great in the postseason either as far as production, as far mm-hmm. as, I don't even want to say coming through in the clutch, but just breaking through. You know what I mean? We we just haven't seen that one series from Joel Embiid where we're like, yo, this fucking guy, which I've said that a million times about him during the regular season. But it seems like mm. when it slows down and you can kind of key in on him, his percentage goes down. And he almost turns into a center version of Harden as far as living at the line and, you know, really relying on the line to score his points. Uh, so that's Philly. Miami, yeah. they just picked up Kevin Love. As I learned my lesson last year, and I mentioned this in the podcast prior, but... You cannot count them out no matter how ugly they look, no matter how disjointed they look, no matter how terrible Kyle Lowry looks right now. Like, he's not the Kyle Lowry of old. And I'm still would not – who like, who in the East would want to face them at all? Because, yeah, me, even if you get past them, you're still going to get beat up all – you know, if it goes six games, that's going to be a rough six games. If it goes five games, yeah. that shit's going to feel like six games. Uh, so I'm really interested to see how Jimmy Butler looks these last two months, uh, how mm-hmm. that Kevin Love edition looks, because I don't think he's washed at all. I really don't. I thought I don't either. even in minor production in Cleveland, he was putting up numbers. So I'm really interested to see how he looks as a pick and pop option for Jimmy. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it sucks. I really I really wanted to see Westbrook on this team. I really did just because of how Miami operates. And I think I, I mentioned they were this all Pat last Bev. podcast. I'm surprised they didn't. I'm surprised they I didn't. I really going, thought they were getting Pat Bev. Going to Chicago. And Chicago's a weird-ass team. but So yeah, I'm really interested to see like 
if Miami truly does round into form, because I believe they're in the seventh spot right now, which is a playing spot. Um, mm-hmm. Whoever's at the six, I believe they're only a game apart. So I really want to see if they surge into that six-five area of the playoff seating and uh, see where they go. Because there's a chance maybe I'm wrong about all this and they're just really not that good and they deserve to be in the play-in game range. But I don't believe that to be true. Uh, and then the Bucks, they've revamped their roster. Not revamped, but, you know, they got some nice tweaks and additions. Uh, Joe Ingles yeah. slowly coming back over these last two months. Like you mentioned, Jay Crowder. Um, Middleton's been in and out. We haven't seen a consistent Middleton yet. And uh, this is the time, if you're going to get ready for the playoffs, that you want him playing every night. So if we can consistently mm-hmm. see Giannis, Holiday, and Middleton, which anybody in Milwaukee and the Bucks themselves would probably tell you, if we got yeah. those three, we're confident against anybody in the league. So let's see. Let's see what that full team finally looks like because we haven't seen it for, what, now three quarters of the season. We have not got to see what their full roster truly looks like for two weeks even. So yeah. those are the three I that really stick out to me. And if you want me to give an honorable mention in the East, by the way, I think it's the Knicks who are ahead of the Heat. So the Yeah, the Knicks, Knicks are ahead of by half a by half game. The Knicks would be my honorable mention for them. For the East, I should say. Uh nobody yeah. really in the back. The Cavs, we'll talk about this more as we get close to the playoffs, but I think the Cavs they could go either way. You know what I mean? If they were they were a conference finals team. I wouldn't be surprised if they were a first round exit. I'd be kind of surprised, but not entirely, you know, depending on the matchup, mm-hmm. honestly. But they've got damn near everything you need to win. Uh, so, yeah, those would be my three. Yeah, I'm happy. The honorable I like mention. the Cavs. I mean, I also have the, the Cavs beating the Sixers in, you do. in round one. <laughs> or, no, you round do. two. Right, I didn't beat in round two. You do. And uh, hey, they got the front line to do it. That's exactly the front line I would want with uh, Mobley and Jared Allen. Let me add one more thing to Kevin Love. I'm shocked they didn't put him on the trade market. Like, you definitely mm-hmm. could have got something back for Kevin Love and Karis LeVert. Like, that could have got you back a nice player, and they just buy out Kevin Love, who is, like, if you mentioned Pat Beverly, who was a, uh, a buyout option. He, two, three years ago, was a lockdown defender. Now he's a pesky yeah. defender. You know what I mean? Like, you want him to guard your guys, but he's not Jose Alvarado, who's like a game changer when he's guarding your yeah. uh, your point guard, you know? Uh, Kevin Love <laughs> definitely could have got... I mean, shit, Beverly went for Mo Bamba. You're telling me Kevin Love couldn't have fetched Mo Bamba or Kevin Love and Karis LeVert? So yeah. that really confused me as a team who wants to be a contender that the Cavs didn't... That just seems like dumb management to me. Uh so I thought that was very interesting. Uh, in the West, my three teams to watch would be the Clippers, or that I'm going to watch, would be the Clippers, Lakers, and OKC. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like my honorable mention could go a million different ways, whether it's the Warriors, whether it's the Mavericks. Uh, and you know what? I'll give my honorable mention to the Mavericks because we'll be talking a lot of Warriors. Uh, yeah. Let me start with the Mavericks and say that I think Kyrie's going to be a better version of what Jalen Brunson was for them. And I think they will be scary on offense. They already look scary on offense. But not entirely sure what that will look like in the postseason. And, of course, Kyrie is very wishy-washy in the personality department, in the teammate department. We've all seen that in every stop he's been. Uh, But as far as the other three, Clippers just added Westbrook yesterday. 
wow, that's all I can say to that because you just never know. Or you do know. And if we're going by what we do know, that's going to be a failed experiment. I'm holding out they optimism. Got a bomb. They got a bomb to go against with a minefield. Listen, like they, they got, they, that can either explode or like it could be you could walk through the treacherous waters and it could be perfect because you've got Paul George really who doesn't who's in and out Kawhi who's been playing more but we know he's one he's one bad sprint away from not seeing them for the rest of the season like, like it's true he's, it's true he's, he's uh, look. really just like one hard sprint in like a weird like step away from him tearing a meniscus or something but you wouldn't know it for a month it'd be like He's got some knee soreness, and it's like, oh, it's worse than we thought. It's inflammation. And it's like, oh, he actually tore his meniscus. But hey, God, bro, like, it, I, just how it happens with Kawhi. I would say this: Kawhi has looked damn near peak Kawhi. Like he looks, he looks oh, good. He, he, he looks, looks good great. right now, which is why they're intriguing to me. Last, <laughs> that's all. I'm more <laughs> bullish on him than I am. I, I mean, I. You're right. You never know. You never know. You just don't know. Uh, I, know. I I hope so. I love to see. I love to see the best players in the league play. So I'd I love s- to make see him play. I just don't know if it'll happen. I mean, yeah. I mean, I would say that. I mean, he tore his ACL last time. That's a very freak injury. Of course. Um, you don't like to see it because I, he has had knee problems in the past and uh, lower leg problems. But mm-hmm. that's what again. That's why they're one of my three teams in the West because. Of course. They are so intriguing because Paul George especially has been in and out. I don't think he should have been an all-star. No, I No, I have no idea why he was an all-star. But when Paul George is at his best, yeah, thankfully Fox got in with with an injury, but I feel like someone like De'Aaron Fox should have been in there before Paul George. Yeah, he should have just been in. Definitely. But, again, back to the Clippers between Kawhi and Paul George and them already, that alone, they would have been one of my three teams to watch anyway. That was before you add Westbrook in, and that could just fuck everything up, or who knows? You know, Ty Lue has proven yeah. to be one of the better coaches in the league, one of the best coaches in the league, I should say. Uh, mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe he can get through to Westbrook. I don't know. I really don't know what his role's going to be. If it's going to be the starting point guard, I would yeah. imagine he's not coming off the bench, but I just don't know. Uh, obviously, he's played with Paul George. I'm sure that's part of the reason why he's there is Paul George vouched for him. Uh, and you can't get a teammate or former teammate to say a bad thing about Russ, which is that's that's something. Good that's not nothing at all. You know what I mean? So it's a good thing. You know, I'm I probably would have like I would have loved to see him on Miami. I've said that a couple times. I think they would have been able to manage him. I feel like they would have been able to put him in spots that are successful. I'm. Not so sure I can say the same thing about this Clippers offense that, yeah, you know, you need to get Paul George and Kawhi the ball. You got Bones Highland who he wants the ball. I mean, that's why he he was having problems with Jokic and all them in Denver. And that's about as unselfish of an offense you can play with. And he mm-hmm. didn't like his role there. Uh, I love the Eric Gordon addition. This team's meshing. They can be scary defensively. All their numbers show that they're uh you know, anywhere from a very good to elite team offensively and defensively. Yep. So I can't wait to see it. Uh, I got the other team that plays at Staples, not Crypto Center, wherever the fuck it is, the Lakers in there, just because they're going to try for a playoff push. It's looked ter- pretty terrible. Basically every season except for the bubble season. Uh, we never yeah. know what we're going to get with Anthony Davis as far as, you want to talk about someone who's a good sprint away from a, you know, 
a serious oh, injury. It's Anthony Davis, not Kawhi. Absolutely. Uh, one thing I'll say about Kawhi, scared. Kawhi's definitely missed more games in L.A., and he probably, I'm going to sound like I'm contradicting myself here, Kawhi is probably more deserving of the nickname Street Clothes than Anthony Davis because he's definitely missed more games in L.A. than Anthony it Davis fits has. Anthony Davis more. Really However, it really literally does. every time Anthony Davis hits the floor, I'm either worried he's injured or he's grabbing at his ankle, grabbing at some part of his body, grimacing like he is injured every single time. <laughs> like 80% of the time, I would say, you're like, oh, shit. Or he, oh, Anthony Davis got up slow. Every single time. Can he you put don't together see that with Kawhi. two or three weeks? That you don't see with Kawhi. With, with Kawhi he gets more get serious is, injuries more. But, man, Anthony Davis, it seems like out of ten times he hits the floor, at least six are a minor injury to a, a two-week injury. And, yeah. you know, I wonder what they look like. LeBron's playing well. If Anthony Davis can put together the production he had earlier in the season, especially after everyone in L.A. wants to make it Russ's fault. Right, so yeah, of here course it is. They There's they, no they, rush. They want to blame. They want to blame someone, and it can't be LeBron. I mean, you have people who blame LeBron, not Le- blame LeBron. Anthony Davis mm-hmm. has been injured, but we knew that already. So it's got to be someone's fault. It's got. Of course, be they make Russ fault. a scapegoat, but hey, there's no Russ. You've got more shooting now after the deadline. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got, you've got a point. You got a, you got a point guard. Got a point guard. You got so, everything. Can you at least can you get to the seventh seed? That still puts you in the bubble position. But can you get to a what would in real life be a playoff spot? Can you get to the top eight? Can you do that? They are three. They are three games out right now of the seventh seed, which is currently the Pelicans one and two. You are right about Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. Every time he runs, he jumps, he sprints, he dives, he does anything. I'm nervous that he's going to walk up and get injured. With Kawhi, it's more so like he'll play a game and then the next game you'll be like, Kawhi is out because he got injured in the third quarter and you never mm-hmm. saw it until you go back to the replay and maybe he like looked at his knee and you're like, oh, well, he's probably he's probably just out the next month and a half. So <laughs> he doesn't play unless he's 99% healthy or more. Like that's the thing. You'll get some stars who will play at 85. Like Kawhi's just not going to play a game at 85. He's Indeed. gonna be. He's either gonna. Be, he's either a hundred percent healthy or he's not playing. It feels like. But I'm gonna the, give you my you last. Know, some team. people are like that. I'm gonna give you my last team, but then I have a follow up question after you give. I give my last team. My last team okay. is OKC. Uh, they're a young team who carries themselves like a team that should be in the playoffs. And I'm wondering mm-hmm. if they can get. I think they're around the same place that the Lakers are, around that 13, 14 area. Uh, they're I actually in the 10 spot right now. Are so they? they're, are they? They're the. Yeah, they're they're they would be in the spot. play and they play. Yep. So I'm wondering what their last two months look like if they make a true push for it, which I would assume they do. Um, SGA is a bona fide star. A bona fide yeah, star. Uh, and they just play hard. I like Giddy a lot. I just like how they carry themselves as a team, as a young team specifically. They carry themselves kind of like vets, uh, and it's interesting. Uh, I couldn't even tell you their head coach. That's how pedestrian their last few years have been and weird their last few years have been. But I don't know. I really want to see what they look like, how they handle this last two weeks. Are they built, or sorry, last two months? Are they built for it? You would think they would be with their youth 
and with their depth. They got a lot of players who can do a lot of different things. So I'm interested. He's a 37-year-old Mark Dagno. He's 37. That's young. Wow. Mark Dagno. Um, it's it's or like Dagno. It's, it's D-A-I-G-N-E-A-U-L-T. I know. I mean, not that coaches are like striking or anything, but he looks like you could just grab him off the street. Like he just looks like your average dude. But uh, he was yeah, born in '85. He went to um the he went to UConn. Shouts I don't know UConn what he played for basketball, but yeah. So my follow up question, Keenan. It's Zion and Jaws. What? It's their fourth season. This is their fourth season, or is it their fifth season? Uh, I want to say it's their four. This is their fourth. When are you gonna yeah, give up? When are you gonna give up fourth. on Zion? Because this is a serious injury, by the sounds, or it's not even a serious injury. It's that it was an injury that lingered, and now he's gonna be out like an additional four to six weeks, and he was supposed to be. Yeah, he's, he always back around he doesn't now. know how to not fire he not get a setback out on out on zion like what out on him as like like an impact guy like if you can't make it like i'll say blake griffin he was often injured early in his career as a franchise guy yeah as an impact player i'm out on him right now i'm out on him being the cornerstone of a franchise you are already you're out on him I I think you have to be healthy and I can't I can't justify saying to my organization I'm going to bet the house on a guy who hasn't played more than 61 games in a season in four seasons. Mm. I just can't it has nothing to do talent wise. Again, as the last time we talked about was Zion, he's averaging 26 and 7. That's phenomenal. He came into the league playing great. It's just he's I can't just yeah. I just can't I can't put max money into him. Okay, I'm sorry. Like, and he is a max caliber player. And maybe someone else manages to have a better team than I do for medical team, and or he just manages to have better luck that way. But like, I would love him as my secondary option. But I can't hmm. – I'm out on him being a franchise cornerstone because of his injury health. No, that is only the only reason. It has nothing to do with his play on the court. Just the fact that I can't – I can't bet on him to play games. There's been a hunt – there's been 82, 164 – 246 plus another 60. So about 300 games he's he possibly could have been a part of, and he's been a part of 114 of them. Like, I can't... 33% success rate on that, like, or 40% success rate, success rate on him playing, I can't bet the future on 40%. That's basically a... That's like a full season if you played all 82 in like a finals run, you know, 114 yeah, no, maybe. Um, LeBron's played 114 games probably in a season. Like the season where he goes like seven and then seven and then like because that's, yeah, that's literally like that in a finals run and then maybe like the first two weeks of the next season. Like I can't bet my franchise on that. That's way too much money to put into that. And I've got to. And yeah, what I, I mean right now, I mean what do you, what do you think you could trade him for? 
a lot. I think he would still get a. I think he'd still get a haul. He'd get a good. Then. He'd get a good haul, but I don't know if he gets. He doesn't get an Anthony Davis haul. I don't know if I'm giving up Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and picks. It, like, if obviously really if that was a, if that was available, yeah, no, I would get a good haul. But I would, if I'm them, I'm having that conversation. Of trading Zion. I'm having that conversation. He's in his fourth. He's in his fourth year. Contract time's coming up soon. I mean, I'm not saying you do it, and if they give it to him, I'm not even like saying this is a terrible decision. It's just a tough bet, because I mean, you are betting. You're betting on something that's like forty percent sure. Okay, I would say this. I'm, I'm just saying I would. I'd have the conversation. I would call, a couple teams and be like, "Hey, what would." What what like what would you think like what is like what are we talking about here I would I'd have a call I would accept calls. Well, I'll say this. Well, he he signed his extension over the summer, so he's oh, already. Oh yeah, he paid. did sign his. Oh sorry, I, he did he did sign his extension. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, I'd still um, still I'd have a call. I would I would be accepting calls and I would maybe be giving some out. I really would. Well, I would I would say a couple things to that. One. Embiid was very often injured early in his career, much like Zion. Um, and he's turned it around almost 100% as far as his availability. He still gets injured here and there, but he doesn't get the serious injury, you know? Um, Wait, who I don't did know you say, sorry? I was saying how Embiid early in his career Embiid, yeah. was often injured. And they even yeah. had incentives in his first extension. Like, you can earn up to this so long as you're on the court. So it was a true problem with Embiid. Those first three, four seasons. Uh, yeah. And he's turned it around 100%, I would say. He's available. He's not getting serious injuries. He's not missing good chunks of the season, you know? Um, yep. So you have some hope there if you're New Orleans. I would also say I'm not there yet to where I would trade him, this and that, or I'm out on him being a franchise guy, this and that, yet. I want to see they'll be in the playoff game. Play-in game, sorry. Uh, I would assume he's back by the at least the play-in season. Let's say they're, you know, in the seven to ten range. If they mm-hmm. get to the six, though, if they're a guaranteed playoff spot, right? Let's say they get up to the six, and maybe Zion doesn't get back in the regular season, but I would hope by then he would be back for the playoffs, right? So if they get into the playoffs, what's a playoff run look like for him? Can he make it all the way through? If he can't, if he gets injured in the playoffs, he comes back, let's say, the end of March or beginning of April, right? And he does get some games in at the regular season and then comes back, you know, he's playing in the playoffs. Uh, You know, if he can't make it through the playoffs and he, you know, maybe starts next season late because he got injured or, Mm -hmm. or maybe they don't make the playoffs and we don't see Zion again or maybe we see him a little bit this year. But next year he also starts off injured or he gets a major injury or a long-duration injury early on in the season, like, you know, before the All-Star break, or multiple, mm-hmm. like this year, in this case, where he's had multiple stretches of, like, two or three weeks being out, Yep. then I'm probably out on him. Uh, so I got about anywhere from four to 12 months left with Zion, depending, okay. depending on and how... That's more like, than if he, fair. If he comes back and he can put together a, a playoff run, you know... I think it's fair to give him that, but that's will more he even than come fair. back? Like you yeah, said, no, I don't know will how. Will he come back? 
I've never seen a guy get know. setbacks the way he does. Even AD, he just, even Kawhi. Always, he's always getting set. He, he always seems to get setbacks. If he has a six-week injury, you can book it's going to be 10-plus. Zion might be the street clothes. And how much... I don't think it's a Ben, a ben Simmons situation where he doesn't want to come back. But I would wonder why the hell it happens so much with Zion, you know? But he does mm-hmm. seem to play hard when he's on the court. But, yeah, yeah I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. it's just one of those things. Because we talk about hype. He's probably the most hyped American prospect since LeBron, which, you know, yep. the hype pales in comparison, but he's still, it's got to be the most hyped. You know, we watched him yeah. in seventh and eighth grade on Instagram doing shit that NBA players were doing. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, he's I him mean, for a reason and we no, just haven't seen and it. Maybe trading him a year too early instead of a year too late, but I would, I would, maybe I'm not actively shopping him. Like I'm not saying like Zion's on the trade block, but, if I have some packages I'm looking at, like, yeah, I would look into it. If you hear some murmurs, like, okay, this guy's not happy here. Like, I'm, this is not the case at all. But just say, like, I know last year there was a comment, like, say Jalen Brown's available, plus some things else. I would call the Celtics. I would see. At least Jalen Brown I know is going to play, be there, want to be there, and you – See what you can do, build around like someone like that. Then yeah, I'm picking up the phone. At least having a call. All right. I, I mean, others might not, but like that's me. It, you'd have to get the right person though. I'm not just gonna pick it up and be like, oh hey. Like I'm not gonna take even like a Drew Holiday or something like that. Like I need, I need a guy with star star potential, and like I think Jalen Brown's that kind of guy who. Obviously has is a uh, clearly a star, but he's even got like borderline superstar potential. Like he's got got things he's had to add to his game a little bit, but he's he can pretty much get there. Those kind of guys, I would probably I would take a call on. Okay. Yeah that 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 was the question I was not expecting at all, but I liked it. For but, sure. Uh, I don't really got much else to add as far as All-Star Weekend or the second half of the NBA season. Um, But we will be back later in the week, Mm. maybe with a different sport to talk about. Um, But we will certainly be talking almost too much NBA down the stretch here. Uh, I cannot wait to see what the season brings us. Cannot wait to see what the top contenders do. Uh, I, I hope there's no major injury. That happens down the stretch here for any of these teams. I really hope everyone's at their full strength. We shall see. Uh, There always seems to be a team around this time, whether it's the East or the West, that just surges into the picture that we weren't even talking about. Uh, Maybe Mm -hmm. that could be OKC. Uh, Who knows? Who knows? I would be very interested to hear So or see. Yes. So, yeah, I can't wait for this part of the season. The NBA season officially starts now, it seems like. Thursday will be the opening games after the break. Um, so, yeah, I can't wait. Trade, trade deadline's behind us. All-Star Week is behind us. Now it's time to separate the men from the boys it, as far as the season it's goes. It's basketball so. now. Just basketball now. So we hope. No more load management. I hope. We'll see. But yeah, I hope not. And, just, just competitive and, basketball now. And our fantasy season. Our fantasy season is down to the nitty-gritty. You're kind of out of it. You're literally in last, and you're like the only one who's not in the mix. Injury yeah, bug hurt I'm you. Out. But uh, 
the other nine of us were all in the mix. I think I can, I'm in fourth place right now, and I think I could fall out if I lost badly like the next two weeks because I think it's yeah. two more weeks and then we're in the playoffs. But uh, yeah. yeah, that one's going to be in the mix. And Nate put on a Hall of Fame performance as he usually does when we all get together. Nate was <laughs> top tier hilarious. I think I had a headache from laughing so much. Shouts to you, big Nate. Uh, <laughs> hopefully we can get Nate on here. Nate Kennison. Big yeah, Nate, Nate Dog, aka so many AKAs for Nate. Uh his game's kinda like Jokic. I'll give him that. Nate can Nate can hoop. Nate can hoop. Let me give yes, Nate his can. props. But uh yeah, I hope we can get Nate on because <laughs> there's so many different topics we could throw at Nate and he would be able to freestyle off any one of them for sure. He would be very yeah. entertaining and I think our viewers and listeners would love it. But Keenan, it was great talking to you. We will be back very soon. Enjoy mm-hmm. your little mini vacation. Will do. And uh, what is it? What'd you say? It's not Fort Lauderdale. Fort Myers, right? Fort Myers, yep. Dope, dope. Tell Danny I said hello. Uh, Warner will Brothers do. Podcast, we'll be back very soon. We're out of here. <laughs>